0: Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Happy Monday. I am your host of Locked on Kraken, Erica L. Ayala. And we are going to recap our weekend games, well, Friday and Sunday. Now, we split the weekend series. We were in Washington and then in Florida. I'm actually still in Florida. But we saw two very different results from teams that the, the Kraken recently played at Climate Pledge Arena. And Maddie Beneers. Did we see a different aspect to his game that we can expect moving forward? All that and more on this episode of Locked On Kraken. You are Locked On Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Kraken, Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken. Once again, I am your host, Erica L. Ayala. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Kraken, if not your first listen of the day, a part of your daily routine. As I'm sure you are aware, Locked on Kraken is a part of the Locked on Sports Network. We come to you five days a week, Monday through Friday. So every day of the week, And we are giving you your team every single day. Of course, Locked on Kraken, we focus on the 32nd NHL team, the Seattle Kraken. They played the Washington Capitals in the District of Columbia on Friday. And we'll talk about that game first. And then we will talk about yesterday's game in Florida against the Panthers. So, Let's start with Washington. We would have spoken on Friday on Locked on Kraken because again, we're your team every day. So if you listen to Friday's episode, you knew what we were focusing on with the Washington Capitals. We knew that Ovechkin was going to be big. We knew that the Seattle Kraken just haven't been able to find their stride. Philip Grubauer started the game on Friday. He did get a quality start, his second of the season per natural stat trick. And, of course, the amazing Allison Lucan, who is a team reporter for the Seattle Kraken, also a broadcast personality for Root Sports. A few things in this game. It ultimately was a loss after getting a big win in overtime off of a Maddie Beneers OT game winner right off the Face-off, you loved to see it. Unfortunately, the Seattle Kraken couldn't get it done in D.C. Dropped this game 4-1, to including an empty netter. Philip Grubauer, as I mentioned, did get a quality start and made 2.34 more saves than expected per natural stat trick. And, of course, by way of Allison Lucan, we'll get to her story in just a minute. Ovechkin did score in this one in Climate Pledge Arena. He did not score. He had an assist, but he gets goal number 796 in this win for the Capitals. The Washington Capitals had 62 shots on goal. Again, was a quality start for Philip Grubauer. There were a few things here and there that really just tripped up the Seattle Kraken, including that we did not have a great second period in particular. The third was a little bit better, but the Seattle Kraken score in the first frame. It was actually Adam Larson from the blue line that gets the scoring started. He opens the account for the Seattle Kraken. And also per the stats that Allison Lucan pulled in the recap. Again, I'll get you to that in a minute. You can also check it in the show notes. Larson led all shot attempts for the Seattle Kraken with six. Now, on the one hand, I love that our defensemen are getting active in offense. When I call my games for Premier Hockey Federation, which I did this weekend, why I'm in Florida, um, we're really seeing, and Allison has been on the show to talk about this, this era of positionless hockey does include getting your defenders in the rush, active in the offense. Of course, you want your defense to feed your offense with crisp passing and assists, but this positionless hockey or this new wave of the attack is a little bit different. And so while I love that Adam Larson is getting up shots and has got the goal, he opened the account, like I said, for the Seattle Kraken, I don't like that with a team that has focused so much on offensive power, that in this particular game, it was Larson with the most shot attempts. You know, we got to look at where is Eberly, Beneers, uh, uh, Tanev. I've been wanting to see more from Tanev for a while now. Yanni Gord is always pretty solid. But again, I think there's opportunity for the offense to just liven up a bit. By dropping this game on Friday, that was the third straight game that the Seattle Kraken lost. Again, Philip Grubauer in net. Another really important part of this was Jamie Alexiak suspended three games for an illegal hit to the head. Alexander Alexiev, he hits him in the head. You see his neck whip back. There's no question that it is a hit to the head. And if you look at, and I'll put this in the show notes, but if you look at the decision from the Player Safety Commission, Alexiak, if he had gotten lower down, could have hit the body and hit the body square. We really do see that all sports are cracking down on any contact to the head. Of course, the National Hockey League is one of them. So I don't disagree with the suspension all in all. It's a gnarly hit. You can argue intent, and we will a little bit later in the show when we talk about Sunday's game. But overall, it's just not great. Adam Larson actually spoke about that. He talked about you never want to see a guy uh, take a shoulder hit like that to the head. He also said you don't want to go down a defenseman. He was asked. Larson was asked after the game, "How much does that impact the defense if you have to switch things around, etc., cetera, etc.?" Cetera. Both Larson and head coach uh, Dave Haxtell were like, "Listen, you just go out there and play. Losing one defenseman." You do what you got to do when you are short numbers. It was interesting to hear the scrum post game because Carson Coleman did draw into this roster, but he was not played very much towards the end. And was and Dave Haxel was asked about that and said that essentially he just wanted to go with the line combos that he thought were going to produce that they needed offense. So Coleman odd man out in that game. By Sunday we did we did see Sprung draw in and not Coleman. Another thing over the weekend is that we have had uh, Schultz out or excuse me, Schw- Schwartz out. We'll talk about Schultz a little bit later, but, um, Jaden Schwartz was skating back, had a little bit of an injury, a little bit of a stint with an injury. We know Morgan Geeky has been coming back from injury. He's good to go. Um, But unfortunately, as hockey goes, the injury bug is unfortunately never too far. And that, again, would plague the Seattle Kraken. So while they had to kill off a five-minute major, they end up getting one in Sunday's game, which, of course, leads to my query that I asked at the beginning of the show Maddie veneers are we seeing a new side of his game we'll talk about that coming up on this episode of locked on Kraken and this episode of locked on Kraken is brought to you by simply safe this episode of locked on Kraken is brought to you by simply we know it is the holiday season but did you know that the holiday season is often just filled with theft because of packages being sent they're left at your doorstep while you're at work and if you do not have a home protection and a home security system like simply safe you might be caught by a grinch of the holiday season so the good news is that Right now, Simply Safe is offering locked on Kraken listeners 40% off their new security system. So you're not going to want to put this off. Again, this is a ch- uh, this is the time of year where if you're not if you don't have a secure system, if you don't have somewhere to send your packages where there's someone watching and guarding your things, you can get got. I know that my mother has had a problem with packages to the point where she sends them to my house, but anyway, uh, you know it just makes more hassle during an already busy season. But if you know your home is secure, then you can have everything that you need sent directly to you. So here's what you need to know: there is an emergency 24/7 professional monitoring agent that uses the Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence. What time? What was missing? any descriptor of the person or persons who were around the area when the package disappeared. So all of this is critical evidence that then Save can use to get you a quick response to make sure that, of course, we're not overloading the system and that you get as much priority service as possible. So don't miss your chance to save big on our favorite security system here on Locked On, you will get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com backslash locked on NHL today when you head over to again simplysafe.com backslash locked on NHL. Don't forget backslash locked on NHL. That's how you get your 40%. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. And after you listen to this show or you watch on YouTube, hey, YouTube fans, hope you're doing well. Make sure you are subscribing and leave a comment, uh, particularly when we get to the Maddie Buneer stuff. Let me know, drop an emoji, whatever the vibe is, you know, for the engagement. Anyway, after you listen or watch Locked on Kraken, go listen to Locked on Sports today. So whether you are an avid NHL, NFL, WNBA, NBA fan, you can find everything that you need to know over on Locked On Sports today with the analysis and insight that only the Locked On Network can provide. So head over to Locked On Sports today. But on Locked On Kraken today, we talked about the Washington loss, boo, boo. 4-1 loss. Let's talk about the 5-2 win in sunny Florida. All right. This was a better game. And speaking of Maddie Beneers, uh, he gets the account open for the Seattle Kraken yesterday uh, in Florida against the Panthers. Now, they this was a back-and-forth game. I'm really glad that the Seattle Kraken scored first because I tell you what. The netminder for the Panthers was having an absolute day. I want to take a look. I We didn't get over to the stats for the first game, but I think that's okay. That already happened. Hopefully you had a chance to take a look at it. But for the Panthers, now they were on a back-to-back. They played the Tampa Bay Lightning, who we will see later this week. Um, and so they were on a back-to-back. They were on the losing end of that first game looking to get back into the win column, but if you take a look at the stats, look, I mean, just the shot, the save percentage, it did dip for Bobrovsky, but he had a fantastic, I when I tell you a fantastic first period, I was about to be a stan, went 8 of 9 on the power play two for two shorthanded at even strength, 17 for of 20. Now, eventually, the Seattle Kraken got the scoring open, but I thought it was a really good outing for, um, for the Panthers goalie. Considering the fact, you want to talk about the injury bug, let me just get rid of that. Sorry about that, folks watching on YouTube. Considering the fact that, The Panthers are down a goalie, so you're putting in a little bit of extra time. Now, I do like what Yanni Gord said, that he's tired of talking about, oh, they're on a back-to-back, we're on a back-to-back. He's like, we have to just play the game, and I like that because – After the Washington game, the one thing that Dave Haxtell said both after that game on Friday and before Sunday's game is that he's looking for his team, the Seattle Kraken, to play a complete 60, a full 60-minute game. And it's been a while. Listen, we're on a three-game skid, so there you go. We haven't played a 60, a full 60 game in a while, and this one felt like one of the the most complete games, not without its challenges. I think we've had more dominant play, if that makes sense throughout the season, but this game felt like what we're going to need when we are playing opponents that we're even, that we're level with or that are a little bit ahead of us, maybe just under us. We need to be able to grind out these games, middle of the pack games where we're relatively evenly matched. And I liked this. Um, Will Borgen, <laughs> talk about some of those shots that the Panthers pushed aside. Will Borgen had some amazing opportunities in this game. One was just absolute highway robbery. And you see him just like, I'm doing my shocked, you know, uh Kevin face from Home Alone. Of course, it's that time of year I'm watching Home Alone. Are you not watching? Anyway, that's a whole nother, maybe a, a conversation for another podcast. But like, jaw drop. Eyes wide, just can't believe that that puck didn't go in. So I like what, again, we're getting from the defense. This, um, If you listen to what Dave Haxtel is saying, and if you read what Allison Lucan wrote about this particular game in her final buzzer, I will link that in the show notes. I'm not sure if we're going to show it up on the screen. But you hear things like puck possession. We know that the Seattle Kraken wanted to be a checking team. That was a part of their identity. I thought they lost it earlier in the year, but they really got back to it in a big way against Florida. So puck possession, um, checking, talking about also winning back possession. I, I love that. I, I just love the idea that the Seattle Kraken are hungry to have the puck and are willing to do what it takes to get it. Now, Jones had 23 saves in this game. Um, again, Maddie Beneers got the Kraken on the board first. Then Eric Stahl, so was out of the league last year, comes back. His brother also plays with Florida, but gets his first goal for with the panthers in the second period that's how the florida panthers open their account that comes at the 734 mark then here's another thing that i loved some of you who are following me personally at z l i n d s a y 08 on social media you saw me personally tweeting about this and so stall from uh white and cousins scores at the 734 mark in the second period for the Panthers. All right, tie game. What are we going to do? I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to activate Andre Burakovsky for his 10th goal of the season, assisted by Yanni Gord and Oliver Bjorkstrand. Gord's 12th assist, Bjorkstrand's 11th. He gets a response goal. I love it. With it at 9.05, so less than two minutes later, the Seattle Kraken take the lead. And again, if you read Allison Lucan's piece, the Panthers, when they are down by uh, two, I think, it's, I believe it's two goals or more, they have a low win percentage. And the Seattle Kraken were able to run up the score. But it wasn't just Burakovsky. Then we get goals from uh, Eberly, from Gord, It just was a good game overall for the Seattle Kraken. Um, The empty net goal was from Yanni Gord. Just a real hustle play by Yanni. You love when he's in the zone. You know good things are going to happen. A little bit of bad news. So there was a five-minute major in this game, and that was assessed to the – that was this. Oh, Daniel Sprong had a goal. That was the other goal I was, I was missing. That was our power play goal, but there was a penalty, a five minute major assessed. There were a few broken playing with broken stick. McCann got one. Forsling got one. Um, but then it's, um, Ryan Lomberg got, um, a game misconduct. He also got a roughing penalty against Maddie Beneers. Schultz gets a roughing penalty against Ryan Lumberg. But Schultz does tie up Lumberg. You see, I, I don't know if it was his hand. His you know, He ties him up as they're entering into the zone. And then Lumberg goes after Schultz and puts a gnarly hit on him. Just could see the letters and the numbers all the way and pushes all the way through to which Maddie Beniers then cycles back around and gets in Lumberg's face. Then Lumberg starts wailing on Beniers and then they drop to the ice. You know, that is supposed to be the the tall tale sign that the fight's over and Lumberg's still giving it to Maddie Beniers. So poor Maddie, he got bloodied up. He got hit with some sucker punches, I feel. And I want to pause for a minute here because I often say, and I still believe, I think fighting in hockey is so ridiculous. You know, like the when they're skating like this, dropping the gloves. Ugh. I think that's so ridiculous. I really do. I really, hot take all, all day. What Maddie Beneers did is different. Um, what Lumberg did, also different. He drew, I think he crossed the line. So there is a delicate balance. And I don't know that it makes a lot of sense if you're not an athlete. Um, but I do see a differentiation between, like, oh, let's drop the gloves and take it to center ice. I don't, I want that done. Obviously, Lumberg's hit is, is crap, absolute crap. There's one thing where you want to send a message and you absolutely should send a message. Lumberg took exception to the hit that Schultz put on him. He tied him up. I don't knowing how Schultz plays. I don't know how you could think that was intentional, um, but it wasn't great. It, it wasn't as dangerous as the Alexiak hit in my opinion, but it's not great. So if Lumberg took exception and he wants to get in a shot, I think that's when you go for a guy, maybe you slash him at the, at the, you know, legs. I don't ever think you should slash at the, at the, um, at the wrists. I think that's super cheap. It's just a very vulnerable spot. Um, but what Manny Beniers did, that's the kind of fighting. I don't see that necessarily as fighting. I see that as the the valuable, uh, as the logical way to stick up to your partner. But just skating in the middle, like you just look, I don't know. It's just fan. Like it just looks ridiculous. I think it's the stupidest thing. Um, I think it's really stupid. You know, like you're wasting time. They're never good fights. When they take all of that time, usually they are terrible fights. You've got maybe a handful that are actually good fights, but also you're wearing essentially blades on your feet. You're on the ice. You're only wearing a visor, which I don't understand. Also, I don't understand why you would want to, with your bare knuckles, punch into a guy who usually you're punching in the face area, right? And so now you're knocking into a visor. You've seen guys that they jack up their hands after these fights. I think it's just stupid because you're not hitting, you're not really hitting the face. Most of the time you're hitting into the helmet. And that's just dumb. Did I say enough on the fights? I think, I think we got it. But what I did want to say is that Matty Veneers was asked about his scuffle post-game, and what he said was, no, he does not expect that he will be having much more NHL fights, but he felt it was the right thing to do. And it was. So as much as I hate fighting, I think there's a a little bit of a difference between center ice fighting, between like nasty cheap shots like Lomberg put on, and then what Maddie Beniers did. So are we surprised that I see no, like Maddie Benares can do no wrong in mine eyes. So I love that. Coming up next on Locked on Kraken, let's talk about the upcoming schedule. We'll also get into World Juniors. That's where, of course, our top prospect, at least our first round draft pick, Shane Wright, will be headed for Team Canada. This episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional or amateur league out there, from football to basketball, and of course, the National Hockey League. You can also find esports as well. They have it all at BetOnline.net. They're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So you can head to the website today, use your mobile device, your laptop, your desktop, your tablet, whatever you got, and you can go right over there and learn more, including they have podcasts. And I know you love sports podcasts because you're listening to one right now. Bet Online is where the game starts. As always, Seattle hockey fans, Thank you for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily routine. It's a Monday. We split the weekend series. We've got more games coming up. Uh, It's just, it's a great time to be a Seattle hockey fan. I really believe that. This is a team that's not without its flaws. We saw that. We've had, what is this? Our third three-game losing streak. What I love, what I love, is that we haven't gone really beyond that. So we're getting it together. Three-game losing streak, we go on a five-game winning streak. Another three-game losing streak, we go on a seven-game winning streak. I think I said this last week, hey, can we get to nine? Can we get to 12? Can we get to 15? Let's see where we can take this. I told you before that at Locked on Kraken, we're now doing conference, overall conference stand. Things. But in the Pacific Division, which is the most important thing, the Seattle Kraken are second behind Vegas. Now Vegas lost to Boston, uh, so we like that. And then I think Anaheim, uh, did Anaheim lose? I don't know. Who, who knows what's going on with Anaheim? They're below 500. Actually, you've got Anaheim, San Jose, and the Vancouver Canucks that are below 500. You've got Calgary at five. 36. They're in fifth overall. Edmonton Oilers at 571 in fourth. 565, the Los Angeles Kings. I sometimes get like nightmares, you know, when I think of the Kings in that 17-goal game. But then there's the Kraken and Vegas, the only two teams in the Pacific Division that have um, a win percentage over 600. We are one of three teams right now in the division with a positive goal differential. Edmonton is at a plus five. We're at a plus 11 and Vegas at a plus 18. So we still have a little bit of a way to go here in December, but for everyone wondering, did the novelty wear off? You know, I love bringing that up. I, I just, I love Jeff, but that really, Oh, ticked me off. I think it's funny when people call me out for not liking fights. um, And then people who know me are like, Erica, okay, so maybe you don't like fist fights, but you are the most aggressive athlete that I've ever known. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably right. Uh, You know, auntie likes to throw her shade and I'll get aggressive. So it's not that I'm against aggression. I just think outward fighting is stupid. Anyway, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I promise. But Jeff Baker, the novelty has not worn off and everyone else around the media. Yeah, we are the real deal. Are we earlier than I personally thought delivered? Yes, but I have no reason right now to believe that with the roster that we have, including those who are not healthy, those who are healthy, that we can't be a playoff team this year. It is still early. We still have a lot of work to do and anything can happen in hockey regarding injuries. But I like what we're seeing. So we've got Tampa Bay tomorrow. So we'll have a game day episode. And then we'll also have Carolina that will be on, I guess, Friday. So Alexiak will be suspended for these two games, Tampa Bay on Tuesday and Carolina on Thursday. So, you know that's something to consider. Then we go back to Climate Pledge Arena for two games. We host Winnipeg on Saturday and then on, or on Sunday, excuse me. And then on Tuesday, next Tuesday, we host the St. Louis Blues. And then It's just three more games after that. Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton. So all Pacific Division games uh, at Vancouver and then Calgary and Edmonton come home uh, to CPA. And then that's all she wrote for the year, for the 2020 portion of the season. When you look at these teams, Winnipeg, I want Winnipeg. I want Winnipeg badly. I want that. I want Vancouver badly. Okay? Okay. I think um, I didn't like how we played Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay last year. Basically, I want all of the wins. I want all of the wins. Um, But, again, you have to win games against your Pacific Division rivals. Create some separation. There's a decent amount of separation right now with essentially the Vegas Golden Knights, the Seattle Kraken, and everybody else. We got our predictions for the Pacific Division totally wrong. I was like, we can aspire for five. We're two, baby. So, listen. Martin Jones in my estimation is the reason why, but I've gone on record saying that before. So, I want us to out of the next so we've got four seven games after out of the next seven games if we can get a solid four of those outright, is that maybe pushing it? I don't know. That's what I want, you know? eight points. Why not? Why not? Who says no? We've got four of those games at home. I want us to have a better home record. We're kind of teetering just at 500. I want us to surpass that. So we'll see what happens. But I mentioned World Juniors. So um, next week, we'll talk about it a little bit more next week because there's a a little bit of a pre-tournament. You've got uh, the the Team Canada taking on, I believe it's um, Switzerland and Slovakia in just a little pre-tournament tune-up, and then we'll get into it again, the puck drops on World Juniors December 26th. For those who celebrate Christmas, you can uh, enjoy time with family, celebrate your uh, holiday, and then go right into World Juniors on the first day of Kwanzaa. So I'm excited for that. We'll talk more about that. That is our episode as always. Thank you for listening to Locked on Kraken. We'll be back tomorrow for a game day episode. I'll be in Florida all week, Uh, depending on how windy it is outside. Maybe I'll do one of the episodes outside and just show you. I'm right over by the beach, so you can't get a good look from here. But I'm right by the beach. It's a lot of fun. Be kind to yourself. And to others, hold fast, stay true, and let's go cracking. I will see you tomorrow on our next episode. Peace.